Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. It's really important to remember, this is just for you. It's just for you. If you're not writing in it consistently every day, or if it's not looking pretty, if it's you could use it for a completely different type of journaling than you intended, if you switch it up every two days because you're experimenting with different methods, if you leave it for a week and you come back and then you start it again, but then you'd start and stop, that's okay. Just give yourself permission to flow with it. But when you feel that flow coming on, listen to it, do something about it and see where it takes you. Okay, welcome back to the homework show. Uh, we're so glad to have you back. My name is Joy Andrews, and I've got my co-host with me here. Hey, Joy, it's Charlotte, and I'm so glad to be back. Joy, I tell you, I don't know about you, ever since we did our last show on journaling, I have just been taking it on. Have you? I have. I really have. Can I just jump in with a quick story? Yes. Please. Okay. So today is my dad's birthday and he would have been 99. And wow. so I went to the beach, went, went to Newport Beach because when last time he was out in California, I took him fishing right outside mm. of Newport Beach, deep sea fishing. Mm. I went to the near the same spot and I took my journal and I journaled. Mm. You know, what, what I have said to him today Wow. On the on his you know precentennial had it been his precentennial birthday right right so it was just amazing and I dated it and I time stamped it because I thought oh wouldn't this be lovely for for Maya to read it one day into the in the future right and mm -hmm. say what was where was mommy what, what was she thinking about grandpa that who she never met on this day so I tell you the power of journaling. Yeah, I think you and I are big evangelists of journaling. <laughs> we are. And, uh, so we decided to evangelize about it. This episode. So everybody who hasn't journaled, go back and listen to our other journaling episode. And yes. we decided to make that our topic again today and bring in a guest to talk with us about it because we love journaling so much. And we didn't even realize how much we loved it until until we did that podcast and we had a hard time stopping ourselves and after that show we kept talking about it and just saying how much um, it's been useful for us personally and um, so today we have brought in a special guest and her name is Candace Hamilton and Candace I just want to do a quick little intro and then um, toss it over to you to talk a little bit about yourself. Candace is a longtime friend of mine. I've known Candace for probably more than 20 years. Candace and I met in college when we were 
we little sprouts finding ourselves in the world. And Candace has now become the senior content manager and the DEI council co-chair at Erin Condren. So Erin Condren is a lifestyle brand known for its best-selling journals. Can I just repeat that again? Charlene, best-selling journals, planners, organizational essentials, which yes. is, we discovered we have a little bit of an addiction to. Yes, we do. As I, have, as I have three journals right here with me on the show today. I am so happy to be here. And I love that you are addicted to these Erin Condren journals because I love to share these healthy addictions. <laughs> Stationary addiction is a real thing. And I have more journals than I can fill, I think, because I will continue to buy them. And it's just kind of like something I've accepted about myself. I have a bit of a problem and I'm leaning into it. Yes. <laughs> Stationary addiction is a real thing. For once. Yeah. <laughs> I have more journals than I can fill, I think, because I will continue to buy them. Like something I've accepted about myself. I have a bit of a problem and I'm leaning into it. Awesome. I, I'm curious to know, did the problem start before you started working there or did you develop <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I always, you know me, Joy, I love writing. So I have, that's just my way of communicating, my preferred way. <laughs> Part of why I accepted the job with Erin Condren is because of all of the swag. I'm like, oh my God, all of these planners and journals, it's like rain and love on me. So <laughs> the addiction with the journals definitely began when I had access to these amazing journals. And then just coupled with my love of writing, it's just gotten a little out of control. But I really, I really love it. I just love it. It's great for stress relief. And I love, Charlene, that you open with that story because a type of journaling I don't think a lot of us talk about, at least I haven't heard about, is like kind of like relationship journaling. And that could be with a family member that you can't actively communicate with on this plane I had the same thing with my father. He passed away when I, right before I met Joy, actually. And I used to write letters to him in my journal. And it was really cathartic for me. And then when you read them later, it's just, it just you can see your growth with the healing. So it's a little bit of like grief journaling as well. But I like, I, I, I haven't continued it. And then hearing your story reminds me I'm overdue for that. And I think I'm going to do that this year, especially for his birthday. I, th I just think that's healthy. And my daughter never got a chance to meet her grandfather. And while I speak about him a lot to try to keep the memories alive, there's something about writing it down that she can look at later. And I just, I just love that. And that's another reason why I'm really happy to be here today. Because when I was listening to the podcast, you opened in my mind so many different types of journaling that I just hadn't even thought about. A lot of them, I actually practice. Uh, and a lot of others, I'm really eager to experiment with. So. I really appreciate that. Ooh, I love your perspective. And I want to hear more about that. What, what do you practice as a, as sort of this expert in the field almost like you're seeing, you're seeing what the field is like, you're seeing what the industry is like, what do you practice for yourself? And how, how do you see people practice this? For me, it's more of um, on-demand journaling. It's a, maybe it's a little bit of a mix. It's a bit of on-demand journaling, meaning if I'm having a really hard day accepting what's going on in the world. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing because we all have that issue. Um, or if I had a particularly rough day or if I learned something that I just have to write it down so I want to remember it. 
that's what I mean by on-demand journaling. I will just jot it down. I will just capture it then and there. Often for a later day, sometimes that day doesn't come. Sometimes just writing it down just locks it in my head and I'm able to recall it later. Other times it's just pure therapy and I may not see it later. A lot of times I do. I go back and I look and I relearn and I, I learn it on a deeper level because then I have new experiences that I can layer into that journal entry. But right now, and it's because of working for Erin Condren and the planners, and I have to write about planners and journals, I use the product. So right now, it's mostly planner journaling. What I mean by that is I have a full snapshot. I'm a weekly planner. So I have a weekly layout with a vertical column for every day of the week, sectioned off into four sections so that I can choose uh, to put in my maybe morning to-dos, afternoon to-dos, meetings, what worked, what didn't work that day, et cetera. But there's a lot of margin to play with. So I will fill in the margins, maybe it's just like a little uh, affirmation, or I may put in the margins something, a hard lesson I learned that I do not want to learn the hard way again. <laughs> or, or just a really cool quote that just did it for me in that moment. You know, maybe I was in a funk, maybe I made a mistake, or maybe I just, a really harsh memory just hit me that day. I smelled something, I'm like, oh my God, this memory. <laughs> But this quote just kind of reset my mindset. I'm all about resetting that mindset. I like being able to have the agency to direct how I want to process thoughts because they come. I mean, they just come. And it's like a smell passing through the room. You're going to smell it. No reason to get upset about it. But how am I going to process that? And so I love to be able to reframe things in a way that will minimize anxiety and that will maybe open my mind up to seeing it in a different way where there's something, there's some meat there that can be some kind of mental, emotional, cognitive nourishment. So those little things, I just, I just jot it down. And I, it's, it's a practice so that it kind of little by little helps me continue to reshape my mind, almost like neuroplasticity, right? Like a brain hack. And then other times it's just in the moment just to get it out. So I don't like say something I, <laughs> I'll regret. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an important thing. I will just write it down and then just be calmer. So when I actually vocalize something, it's not the initial thing <laughs> I thought I was going to say. So on-demand journaling in a planner format, you get a weekly snapshot and you can see everything that's going on in your, on your work plate uh, with, for, I have a daughter for her for whatever's going on in my mind is little affirmations. And what you have is just a, that full weekly snapshot. Something you said was about sort of like managing anxiety. And that's what I see so much of in the treatment room. And so I really see journaling as almost like the most underrated self-care tool, the most underrated prescription that people need. You know, it's almost like what I see in the treatment room is modern bodies have become more sedentary. You know what I mean? It's like, we're just working longer. We sit more, we commute, we're going back to commuting more, you know? And so, so much energy, it's almost like bodies need to move and we're missing out on that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, just writing things down. There are so many studies and I wish I had done my homework and written down like the exact sources. So I apologize. I'm just talking here, just we're having a discussion. But the act of writing something down, whether it's note taking, whether it's planning or journaling, 
is one of the most effective stress management techniques. So that just goes hand in hand. What you're seeing, Joy, is what the researchers are finding officially. Um, and that I'm sure the two of you, and I definitely can attest in my own experience, it is absolutely a helpful technique that I rely on anytime I need it. Like almost my first, my first reaction is, let me just get this on paper. Let me get it out. Because sometimes I, there's just too much. We're dealing with too much. And then our perspective, our filter is a little warped. And then you can just start spinning and ruminating and just get out of control. And then you have slate problems, et cetera. A lot of times you can kind of control that madness, get it on paper and close it, put it aside till you're in a better mind, you know, mind frame to, to absorb it, to process it. And then, or just rip it up and throw it away if there's just a bunch of junk. Right. Candace, you said so much there and there's so much there to unpack that just in what you just said there, right? Getting it out. To Joy's point around stress and anxiety is because we're holding a lot in, right? As people now, our office now is is fuller, right? More people are coming in. There's people that are probably have more anxiety about being there, right? And so, if they even if they journaled that morning, okay, how do you, how are you feeling this this morning about going into the office? How are you feeling about being in the office? How do you feel about working from home, right? I think it's getting it out will probably help in looking at it and reading it and seeing it may bring new awareness and freedom or unlock anxiety, hidden anxiety that you don't even know that you're dealing with, right? And so I love what you said, getting it out, getting it out on paper. One of our community members, and you're our new community member, Candace, so you can come on back anytime. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Talk about this and other things. But remember, Katie, go back to that, that episode with Katie Buer where she talked about toxicity in the workplace. And one of the exercises she does with her coaching clients is have them write out how they felt about the toxicity in their work environment and looked at it and then burn it. Right. And it was like a ceremony of letting it out, letting it go and moving on and taking that. But then also too, capturing the lessons that you learn from that situation, just like you were saying earlier, Candace, like, you know, what did I learn from this? So I don't repeat it. Or how many times have I repeated this and still haven't gotten the lesson and taking those with you as ahas or as guardrails or mile markers to say, hmm. You don't want to go down that road because that road is going to lead to, you know, destruction or lead you, as I say, into Joy's office (laughs) (laughs) for treatment. (laughs) Let's be real. We're, We're caring so much these days. Our children. And one thing we haven't talked about, Candace, is talk to us about the journals that you guys have for for teens and children and the importance of our children to start journaling in the wake of, you know, going through so many situations, pandemic, school shootings, peer pressure. Talk to us about, you know, that aspect. Yeah, that's actually such a timely, excuse me, timely uh, point you have there. Um, I, for one, have a new teenage daughter, new meaning she just turned 13. Um, and then we have the Uvalde incident 
And then just with the pandemic and the ongoing. um, So just recently, we sent um, diaries, children's diaries to the students at Rob for that reason to just do something that we can do to help. And since we make these products, we sent those over and then planners for the teachers and stuff like that. Um, And we actually are building more products for kids around journaling different at different ages, right? So even the younger ones that are just learning how to write, it's like a a combination of hand practicing journal plus like drawing because just using words, that's limiting your journaling. You can have visual journaling. Some adults just do better with drawing. They can get out so much more. They can say so much more with the picture as they say. So with my daughter, I started her journaling. Actually, she started and it was with the pictures. We were going through a rough time. Yeah, so our family was going through a lot of changes and she was so young. And it's just one of those things in life that you thought you could control and then you find out you have no control. So what are you going to do? So I did my journaling with words because words, I love words. I'm a word nerd. That's just my way of expressing, as I mentioned. My daughter was too young. She was drawing pictures, just like you see in the movies, right? Where they take the pictures to the therapist. And some of them were a bit scary. And I thought that that was brilliant because she knew to get out those emotions that she couldn't verbalize or act out in her drawing. And it turns out she loves drawing and she draws to this day. And so I love, I'll give her Erin Condren journals all the time. And most of the time they're just filled with pictures. Other times, like during summer, I give her an assignment where she has to write and she can draw too, but she has to actually write in her journal each day, whatever she wants. And I don't look at it. That's, that's for her. And it's just become a practice that she has just internalized. And I think that that's so important to get children at whatever age you can, the earlier, the better, but especially as a teenager, get them to journal in whatever language, whatever format that works for them. Because like we mentioned before, it is a powerful stress management technique. And if we can teach our kids regulation, self-regulation in a way that they have agency, that's very powerful. I mean, I wish I knew that when I was a child. I wish I understood the kind of agency I had as a, as a child to be able to manage all these crazy emotions I was going through, especially as a teenager, right? Yes. So I, it's just so powerful. That's such an amazing word, having agency, you know? And, and your daughter happens to be an amazing artist, too. <laughs> I mean, Erin <laughs> Condren even used her artwork, right? Didn't Erin yeah. Condren have such a beautiful way of bringing in creativity and artwork in unique ways, I find, too? Mm-hmm. That is, it's not just, you know, this is our brand and look all the time. It's really exploring different trends, styles, looks, you know, bringing in artists sometimes. Yes, we wanted to, we wanted to spotlight and amplify diverse artists, um, especially with everything that was going on. I mean, we're a company, right? So we're not, we can't, we can, we can only do what's within our lane. Um, So what we did was what we do best. We made products around helping people manage their stress help them with productivity, help them with organization so they can reach their goals and basically make what free time for what you really want to do. Um, And that included creating the council on which I co-chair that you mentioned, Joy, and 
scouring the communities for artists of diverse backgrounds and beliefs and just asking them, do you want to collab with us? We want to support you. We love what you do. We think it would look beautiful on this product and that other people will benefit from it. And my daughter, it was kind of a fluke. She, um, she wanted to help. She wanted, cause it, we also donate money to charity of the artist choice. My daughter wanted to do something to help. And I said, do whatever you can do in your way. And so of course she drew something and she donated it to Aaron Condra and said, you can just use this Whatever you make from it, you can. I want you to donate to the Equal Justice Initiative. And the team actually was like, fell in love with the design. They're like, oh, we're going to do this officially. We're going to make you a featured artist. And so she was. And that was really, really uh, impactful for such a. She was only 11 at the time, I think. That was so impactful and rewarding. So not only what did she feel validated in like a professional, literally a professional way <laughs> with her just drawing. But also she felt she could contribute to social justice by using her art to donate to the Equal Justice Initiative. Yes. And um, so I just make her journal. I make her journal on the journals with her design on it. <laughs> I make her use them. And I think it's great. And She used mommy great. licensed. You, you <laughs> took mommy licensed to do that. <laughs> you have to. She sees me. She's... Yeah. by example, you know, but um, it's it's really helpful because she was struggling. She was struggling so hard with everything going on. A lot of times we think because we maybe listen to the news and have more of a, an understanding, that's like a two edged sword. Right. So we feel it's really heavy on us and we have to protect the kids. They pick up on our own energy. They they have their own friends. They have access to social media to a certain degree. They know what's going on and they need help. So, I, yeah, journaling. She wrote a poem about the pandemic when it was first going on that was just her way of expressing her emotions and just trying to deal with it. Um, and I just encourage her to keep journaling. Of course, we talk as well, but it's very powerful. Joy, I think you mentioned in your first episode about journaling something about the neurological, physical connection between like actually writing on paper. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. What was it that you yeah. did? I, I can't remember. Yeah. And it's really just that that thing, uh, that handwriting is more effective than typing. So there's a direct connection between the brain and the hand. And um, the act of handwriting connects the left and right side of the brains. You know what I mean? So you're trying to interpret something from the brain, but it is just a different tactile experience than if you're typing or just using your thumbs in your phone. And so, and I mean, that's really amazing what you're talking about because there's self-expression benefits in here. There's tapping into your subconscious. There's, there's processing emotions. Like you were saying, Charlene, earlier of how much we edit ourselves and how much we don't even know how we're feeling, you know? So I love journaling for that. I was just laughing at myself this morning because overnight I was having a hard time sleeping and I keep, I now keep a journal by my bed with a pen so that even if it's dark, I don't have to get out of bed, but I can just pull it out and scribble and the act of scribbling (laughs) to me, I think I'm writing very clearly in handwriting, but (laughs) when I see the next morning, it's really just a bunch of scribbles. But in my mind, it's like I didn't have to turn on the light even. I didn't have to disturb my circadian rhythm. I didn't have to get up 
And the, the act of handwriting, whatever was on my mind, just felt like a complete, you know, erasure of the whiteboard brain. And it was so calming that, you know, that's all it took. I wish I knew what I was writing about now, but it's just a bunch of <laughs> chicken scratch, <laughs> which I, I'm a fan, like you said, Kenneth, of tearing up and throwing away because, because some of the stuff, and it's just so, it's just human nature for us to have dark thoughts, shadow thoughts, dark moods, judgment, self-judgment, stuff that comes out, you know, and we always try to edit ourselves to be a better person or be kinder, more compassionate. But that stuff is just part of human nature. And I think getting it out of our brain onto paper and ripping it up, nobody has to see that. You read some of the stuff I write down. <laughs> but the yeah. lesson I do want started doing that. What you said is lessons learned. I've started saying, and I even went back and said, oh, I remember lessons learned from 2020, 2021 that I didn't capture. So let me capture like, these certain things, if I work too hard alone in an office by myself, I get lonely and then I get depressed. <laughs> so don't do that anymore. You know, like I, I literally have to, that's a lesson learned for me that I can easily forget because I love working and I can just stay in a tunnel. But the fact of writing it down in a way that I know um, I can see it again has been really helpful, you know? Mm, I tell you that. See, this is why we had to have you on Candace, and we love the tools that Aaron put out because they're, they're thoughtful, they're useful, you know, they're beautiful, right? Because, you know, our eyes have to connect with it. I think that's why, okay, I'm, I go into Home Goods, guys, sometimes, and I just go over to the stationary section to see, you know, all the different types of stationery. And one day I was just standing there looking at like, why so many different journals? Why so many different planners, right? Because it has to connect with you right? They call you. They say, I'm the one. <laughs> and then I go buy it. And so when, when Joy introduced us to Aaron Condres, I was like, oh my gosh. I went to the website. I was like, oh my goodness, this is some really good, rich, juicy, you know, material here. Because like you said, Candace, good get, journals are good for organization, planning, getting our thoughts down, ripping up some of the pages, right? Getting inspiration, I think there's a point here I've noticed when I've been journaling is, Joy, you just hit on it a little bit, is this whole notion of not editing ourselves, but self-acceptance of who we are, all the different facets of our personality, good, bad, you know, where, because we see so many commercials about drugs, and if you have this symptoms, take this drug, you know, if we if we critique our thoughts, we probably think we may need to be on some psychotropic medicine, right? But it's just where we are at that point in time. I'm not, not just, you know, not saying that there's not a need for, for medication for different mental illnesses. But sometimes it's just us in our humanity. It's just us in our rawness and, and our emotions and accepting it for that moment exploring it in that moment that's really what coaching does helping you express in that moment what is it what's happening what's causing it and kind of saying okay do you want to stay here or not right and if not what do you want to do and then take that journal and kind of write the, write it down 
I mean, this, it's just such a wonderful process of just self-accept. I, I just started accepting myself in all my years of journaling. I'm like, you know, Sherilyn, you've had some good years, some bad years, some good days, some bad days, good decisions, bad decisions. But in everything, there's always a lesson to learn about myself, about others, right? And also how to grow and improve, right? This constant yearning I think we have as humans to to do it better the next time, right? No, I love that because something that we're forgetting, first of all, I have a habit of editing myself too much. I always feel like maybe... I don't know, something will happen and someone will find my journal and I'll be judged. I've, I've been letting that go just because it's not helping me. And that's the whole point of journaling. But I love what you were saying, um, especially when you're writing down like the lessons you've learned, especially with times like this where it feels like every day, what I call it, blurs day. You know, every day is blurs day. I don't know if three years have passed, if three months have passed, three hours sometimes. But when you can write down lessons you've learned or just little steps you took that kind of helped you, when you look back at that, you remind yourself how far you've come. So it's a self-motivational technique that is very powerful. And it's something that maybe you don't have insight into until you step back and flip through the pages, right? And you can feel, especially if you're down, that's something I do. Yes, that is something I do. If I'm feeling down or discouraged, or if I need some kind of self-motivation, and I'm just too tired to think of something, I will sometimes look at what I've accomplished, the small victories, and then I can kind of see how they add up. And to Joy's point about patterns, so important. I can see patterns, and I can see where I'd have to start over, or where I was able to jump a step because I had some kind of insight that I totally forgot about that will help me today, right? Um, I love identifying patterns, something that I didn't mention that I do constantly. It's a type of journaling. I don't know what you would call it. Um, uh, health tracking journaling. I don't know. I use it for any type of, um, physical thing. So I get migraine headaches. Joy knows this. Like I've had migraine headaches my whole life. And I'm constantly trying to nail down all the triggers because they seem to change like some weird game. So as I'm getting older, the triggers, it's like the target keeps moving. So I'm trying to get ahead of it. So I do tracking where I'll track like the weather. If I have a headache, I'll put a little symbol in my planner. I have my own little icon for it. And I'll mark, you know, what kind of environmental factors are going on at the time. If I got enough sleep, if I didn't eat enough, if I ate something new, you know, I'm trying to see what's triggering it. And then I can look at it at a month glance and see a pattern like, a, oh my goodness, this one simple thing that I completely didn't realize I was doing has been triggering headaches for the last month. Guess what? That goes in my health tracking journal. I mark that down so I can stop doing that thing when I forget about it. <laughs> right? And I do the same thing for my daughter with food allergies. I found out her food allergies from journaling what, what reactions she's getting to which foods. When did I switch something out? And we discovered 13 different food allergies when she was younger. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, that's something that I'm really interested in. That Erin Condren has self-care journal, treatment plan journals that I saw on the website. 
that I think is a really interesting area to um, try out, especially for patients, because, you know, the medical system is crumbling. It's just not giving people enough of what they need. And these seven minute check-ins with doctors where all you do is ask for a prescription or that you saw on TV or something, you know, that's, it's not meeting the needs. So we have to shift to a paradigm of, you know, you are your own best primary care practitioner. You are your best advocate. You are your health provider in a certain sense of you've got to start observing yourself in a way that your doctor just cannot advise you on. You know what I mean? So we're still going to need that expert advice, but this tracking of patterns is so um, powerful. And we really, and what I see with patients too, is how much we give away our power in terms of what you're saying of how much we have actually learned and can do to change our symptoms sometimes. And then we just forget about our ego, just as like, no, you didn't really do that. Or no, you're really not that powerful. Or no, you're, you're really not, you know, all that. And then it really takes like reminding yourself, no, I actually did this thing. Every time I take the supplement, every time I do some deep breathing, I feel better or I can shift my circumstances, you know? So I love this idea of health tracking specifically, you know, and treatment planning for women who are going through fertility or, you know, cancer patients going through, because there's a whole thought process that goes into our intuition, combining with expert advice about what's going to be the right plan for us. You know, it's not the same for every person. So, so, and then we forget about what it was after we did the hard work of doing it. You know what I mean? So capturing that stuff, I think is so valuable. You guys are just blowing my mind here. I don't know about our listeners, but in fact, listeners, I hope you're jotting down couple of nuggets in our conversation because they've been a lot, you know, just not just the power and the, we've been talking a lot about the power of journaling, the benefits of journaling, right? The different types of journaling. Um, there's, but, but like you said, you have to find what works for you, right? So what works for Joy and Candace and myself may not work for you, but here's the power and discovery of journaling. Once you get started, you'll know what's right for you, right? Once you get the right tool, go onto the website, look at, you know, all the different types of journals, you know, and see what speaks to you and then do it because that's the key to anything is doing it. We could buy every journal. We could say, hey, we got it. I, I, I'm famous for because I've been watching Candace drink her water I'm famous for getting a cup of water and going, yay, I got my water. But look, I have not taken one sip. So that means this water is just water and not benefiting my body. Getting a journal for the sake of saying you have a journal and not using it is just having a journal. So if you're going to get it, use it, right? Absolutely. And you know what? I think... It's really important to remember, this is just for you. It's just for you. If you're not writing in it consistently every day, or if it's not looking pretty, if it's you could use it for a completely different type of journaling than you intended, if you switch it up every two days because you're experimenting with different methods, if you leave it for a week and you come back and then you start it again, but then you'd start and stop, that's 
okay. I mean, that's absolutely okay. And that's why I use my on-demand journaling method because sometimes I feel bad. I don't, you don't want to turn it into a guilt trip. You see this pretty journal sitting there like, oh, I'm not using it. That reminds me that I should be doing something else and I'm not doing it. I'm, you know, just might double down and just like, I'm not going to do a whole lot of things now. <laughs> so just give yourself permission to flow with it. But when you feel that flow coming on, listen to it, do something about it and see where it takes you. And I know we've been talking a lot about writing the power writing pen and paper hand. We do have a population of people who are text. They text everything. They write everything. They're Instagramming everything. We're not saying throw that out, but we want to challenge them also to, to maybe do a 15 or 30 day challenge of really writing it out and seeing, you know, is there anything that they have experienced now that they've kind of slowed themselves down to really, to Joy's point earlier, really connect to have that neuroplasticity, all the wonderful things that happens in our brain, in our eyesight, right? In our, our um, what, kinesiology, the, you know, connecting it, holding the pen and just doing it. See if there's something that, that comes up new for you. So that's the, I'm going to throw that challenge out. You guys got any other challenges to throw out to our listeners? Okay, Coach Charlene, you're giving us the homework. Don't work on the homework podcast. Yeah, well, to match that challenge, what is amazing is Candace has reached into her generous pockets, and we're going to have a giveaway for a guest. We're going to have a giveaway for a special listener who dms us on our instagram page so the homework pod is where you can find us on instagram at the homework pod so one special listener who listens to us listens to this episode and you dm us and we really want to see a picture of you journaling we want to see a picture of you it doesn't have to be like a journal, it can still be handwriting or a screenshot of something that you have been capturing yourself doing. But if you send us a picture and you DM us, we're going to pick someone and someone's going to get an Erin Condren journal. But you didn't tell them for free. <laughs> Everybody likes something for free. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you can send us a picture too or you know, of anybody else that didn't win, they could still send us some pictures of them journaling or the front pages of their journal, right? Or entry of their journal. If they want to, if they feel they'd be inspirational and helpful to other people, right? Yeah. Because we are a community about helping others. Um, can I add to that? Yes. yes. It's not my show, but I, I want to add something. Um, I was just, I just picked out my favorite journals, but what's my favorite may not resonate the same with whoever wins this. So along with your DM, if you can include if your preference, like, do you want a guided journal? And by a guided journal, it usually has prompts. So, and it's a purpose. So maybe if like self-care, like Joy mentioned, or medical treatment journaling, it will have prompts for that exact goal to help you with that. And that's great for anyone who doesn't feel super comfortable with a blank page, Right. Um, it's also good for, uh, your therapist or your doctor that you can share with them. So a lot of times you go to an appointment, you forget everything, everything you want to tell them, you forget, well, this journaling not only helps you and process it, but it helps you relay that important information 
that may alter your treatment, give you more optimized treatment, for example. Alternatively, if you are all about that blank page, if your creativity just flows when you see a blank journal, let me know. So if you want to go to the website, it's in your show notes, right? It'll be erincondren.com. That's E-R-I-N-C-O-N-D-R-E-N.com. You look at the journaling category, you'll see all types of journals, blank, prompted for wellness, for even budgeting, uh, self-care. You'll have some for intentions. Daily intentions is huge. That's a whole other podcast. So yeah, and then it, whatever, whoever wins, I would love to meet their preference and get the journal that, that speaks to them. Oh, wow. Oh, Candace, that's, that's amazing. So Joy, we have a, uh, our new community member, Candace, will be back on the show to talk about <laughs> daily intentions or intentions. Yeah, so. yeah. and she can start her own podcast because that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all day, every day. That would be a series in itself. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Candace, wow. Wow. this is this has been awesome. Candace, leave with our 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 listeners, you know, just some key takeaways that it, that's on your heart and mind, or you think that will that people need to hear. Yeah. Um, right now, if you don't have a journal, any type of piece of paper. Whatever has been on your mind that is, if it, whether it's nagging you, whether it's inspiring you, whether it's trapping you, or whether it's calling you, take any type of piece of paper, even a post-it, just jot something about it down. If it's a lot of some things, that's fine. If it's two words, that's great as well. But just get that out of your mind onto paper and look at it and see if it opens up any other types of awareness about that thing, because there's a reason why it's in your mind. And especially, especially if you have issues sleeping, please, whatever, if you're, if you're like me and your brain just races and you want a way to kind of stop that in a healthy manner, then definitely try what Joy did. Try that scribbling. And it's important, like she mentioned, don't mess up your circadian rhythm. Don't turn on all that blue light. Use a salt lamp or do the do it in the dark. That, that looks like a fun activity, actually. Just scribble it down and then just see what that does for you. Just experiment and have fun with it. It's all for you. Love it. I like the ending. It's all for you. This is what you're giving. It's all for you, but it too can also be future generations. To really, to really know who grandma, grandpa was, right? Or sister, brother, aunt, uncle, right? And so, uh, and let them, I, I believe that it'll be helpful to them to say, wow, they were going through that way back then. <laughs> and I'm going through that right now. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like historic times. But I, I want to suggest that you separate that. Have that as a separate journal because you need a journal just for you so you don't do what I do and over edit yourself, right? Then I'll get, I get wrapped up in how is it sounding? Am I using the right punctuation, et cetera? And then that's, I'm just working. That's what I do at work. I'm editing and writing. I'm just 
working for free at that moment. <laughs> so separate your journals, have a one that you, you want maybe your progeny or your family or a time capsule to, to benefit from, but have one just for you too, that only you see do whatever you want. No, there's so many Facebook groups out there. There must be one on journaling. There must be a group of like-minded people who really talk about it and who can help encourage each other to to do it. Right. Um, so find your find your group of even. I know it's for us, but sometimes it's great to kind of go in into a, a a tribe because, especially with the Aaron products, because there's so many different. Things I like stickers. I like to give myself a sticker. <laughs> I like to say, right? So there's things that will really kind of boost you. You can get ideas. And we talked about go back to our session, uh, our episode. We talked about vision boards and and uh, vision boards and journaling. And uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do just to really, you know, spend some time with yourself. Give yourself some time. Give yourself some self love and care. Well, Candace, thank you so much for coming on and being our guest. We have been loving having you as a uh, new, what we call community member, as part of our um, selection of heart-centered experts who I feel like keep coming and joining us on here. So thank you so much for your time. We have really appreciated your thoughtfulness and your candidness in sharing how this works for you. Yes. I love the space you carved out here. I am all about it. Anytime you want to talk journaling, because there are about 101 other types of journaling, <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Just say the word. To be continued. <laughs> and, and don't forget, if you're interested in getting your own Erin Condren journal, DM us at the Homework Pod on Instagram. And then also to visit our website, we have a new website, thehomeworkpod.com. So if you miss some episodes, you can go there and pick one and listen. And then don't just listen, just share it with a friend as well. So until next time, this is Charlene. Enjoy. And we are The Homework Pod. See you next time. <laughs>